Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Thanks for joining us today, guys. We got uh, we're about to get into episode forty over here, and uh, super excited that we even made it this far, boys. I uh, want to thank you for being on this journey with me, and this, yeah. is, this is all impromptu. I didn't plan this, so uh, but I'm, I'm thankful for you guys, and uh, never thought we would make it this far. But today's episode is going to be a good one. We got lots of fun restaurant stuff to talk about, but before we get into that, let's talk about what we're sipping on. I have this delicious St. Aaron Brewing Double Dry Hopped IPA that's tasty. This is a brewery that just got on my kind of radar and i'm gonna bring some of this on soon so you guys all know about it soon johnny what you got i got a captain of coke and a full uh, shot glass of rumplements so i'm definitely good how's the course light looking <laughs> over there you didn't put that in there it's, it's i'm saying full oh did you, i thought you said captain and coke did i yeah have another oh, oh my goodness boy so i thought you were triple fisting because uh, you said captain and coke rumple and then i saw the course light i was like what this guy is just right, locked it, and loaded that out <laughs> what a weirdo. No, Coors Light and Rumplemints. Love it. Garrett, what you got, bro? So this is going to sound weird, but I haven't... Uh, I've been craving Coors Light for the past like four days, been doing house projects, okay. so I got a Coors Light today. I'm super excited. It's so cold. It's so good. Nice. Refreshing. Um, you think about all the sweat you put into it? Yeah, I feel like I'm rehydrating right now. <laughs> Flavored water. I, I told my wife the other day, like, hey, I don't know if I should like, chug, uh, chug two waters or chug two Coors Lights. She goes, eh, they're about the same. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little higher ABV on one, but cheers. cheers to you boys. Episode 40, let's have some fun. Cheers. I want to try a sip of that beer before you're done with it. Okay, perfect. Nice. Mm. This Coors Light Captain tastes delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a banging start over here. I just hope they're not all combined in the same glass. <laughs> all right, the last time we recorded, we, uh, we were talking about how the masks were about to come off in Illinois. That's good. And um, they're off, and it's pretty nice. And it seems like some people still coming in with them on, fine. which is fine. Do it, um, do it up. Um, but for me, being a mumbler, it's it's nice and having a beard. It's it's pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say for me, for being like a running around sweating, it's nice not to have it on, especially with the weather changing. Well, regardless, I feel yeah. like sometimes even in the winter, like I'm still sweating, You're breathing into so, it. So yeah, I mean, like nothing feels better than two hours of the mask on and taking it off yeah yeah i mean tis the season to see the mask rash for all the people that had to wear it every day for the rest of their lives in the last two years yeah so. yeah so today today's wednesday the ninth so it, it was enacted on the first march or february 28th which was a monday right yeah for the, illinois the the mask mandate went away i was in the city on sunday with kate every place we went to vax card required and masks so they they held so it everybody but we were going to nice places Sound like we were hitting up the dive bars in Chicago. Well, because we were wondering on that in the last episode. Where uh, how strict they were going to be. We like, were there the day before. Right. And everybody, we walk in, Vax cart, boom. First thing that they checked. And I uh, just, and I was all right with that, you know. And and now it, it's probably a little bit different. But I, I like Johnny said the last time we recorded, some places are still requiring Vax card. Yep. But mask is optional. So the Vax card is not required in Chicago right now. 
some places are doing it. And yeah. honestly, that's whatever the owners want to do. That's their place. They can do whatever. Whatever. Yeah. The I hell see they a lot of places right? say like, you don't have to, but we strongly encourage it. Yeah. And I so, will and like definitely no one, no not be going to Cook County. Johnny's not in. No, you should still go. There's, just some, not there's some great places you're going to want to go to, though. I'll go with you. Well, without a Vax card? Yeah. No, not all places are requiring it. Some well, places. Some places. Chance. Fuck it. Well, there's because there's probably a place right down right the street. Across, that you no, across to the too. street, it's not. Yeah. You know, so. But uh, that's you know we'll we'll keep talking about it and uh, bringing it up as as need be. But uh, let's move on to some international restaurant news. International. Yeah. Due to the Russian attack on Ukraine, McDonald's, Starbucks, Coke, and Pepsi have all pulled their products from Russia. Oh, they stopped sending it to them? These are American companies. Right. And they were open, several of them, Coke was still getting distributed there like two or three days ago. But then some professor from Yale like literally like outed everybody that was still selling in Russia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now they're not. I heard that they were like McDonald's was still going to pay the employees. That's cool. But as far as like sales and like making money and whatever in that country, it's scrapped. Listen, McDonald's makes ungodly yeah, more money than God. Yeah, they can write so that they off. Could, they, can, they could exactly the insurance I, company. Will I pay think for they. It, I think they realize that like you still want to take care of the There's people, a lot right? of people that like are against this war even in Russia. So why, why? Yeah, why don't penalize those? Why people? penalize the people? Sure. On the lower totem pole. Well, good, good for all those companies, right? Yeah. Well, they're American companies. If you're, if you know, like we're uh, gonna object to this war, then that's what, the way it should be, right? We're right. assuming that the U.S. is objecting to this war. <laughs> we're assuming. <laughs> but hey, not not often do we bring some international restaurant news on here. That's kind of cool. That might be the most political thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy over there, G. Yeah. Take it easy. Outside right. of COVID, <laughs> put a mask on in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want to thank our friend, uh, <laughs> our friend of the podcast, Jeff Hoover from WGN. Who? <laughs> Again? Again? Yeah, we want to thank him. Ugh. Not for coming on. He sent Garrett and I a fun article about overrated bourbon. All right, I wanted to bring this up to you guys because I not, you guys are professionals. I did not click on that link. Okay, well I did. This I was, is from I was nervous. Vinepair.com. So it's a legit established. You know, I thought it was going to be like the like the. Black porn star sitting on the edge of the bed. <laughs> he didn't know. He did not send that okay. to us. This is a legit sure podcast podcast thing. All right. So, um, so according to this article, Pappy, yep. Blanton's, mm-hmm. Jefferson's Oceans okay. are the top three most overrated bourbons according to bartenders. So, Garrett, so they, I want to get they, your opinion on this first. So they they just pulled a bunch of bartenders. I should have read the article. I thought it was going to be a dirty <laughs> meme. Uh, so they pulled a bunch of bartenders. Said, "What's the most overrated whiskey?" And they, they comp- like compiled like a like a top ten list. Yeah. Okay. It, to me, it sounds more like a uh, what bottles are asked for that piss you off because you never have them kind of situation. <laughs> well, if you don't have Jefferson's Ocean, that's on you. Well, yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a small yeah, yeah. blip last year when they weren't getting it because of supply chain issues. But besides that, Peppy and Blanton's are they give it to you when it's available when you're allowed to get buy it. Well, yeah, when you're allowed to buy it. Yeah. So I get that why that would be annoying. But do you think, based on those three, that that is a legit? So all Peppy. Just said pa- it was Pappy Van Winkle. Okay, so it's the 15, 20, and 23. It's all of them. No, because 10 and 12 are Rip Van Winkle. So if okay. we're going to be super specific on this group. So 15, 20, and 23. Yeah. Are they o- Are they the most overrated in your opinion? Or, or could I they think, be in the conversation? Yeah, I think they could be in the conversation. I think okay. that they are the most annoying too. Like, oh, y'all got, y'all got blends. 
like that's an annoying conversation. Oh sure. man, you guys got plans? Yeah, that's incredible. Like, like that, I love like, that like, conversation. That's like, that's like a like. Oh, you guys got gold flakes in your water? Like, we can just sift it out and make money. But like the, uh, I do believe that. Uh, don't you think the market sort of has caught up to them? No, no, Pappy. I don't. Pappy and Blanton's. I think that people still seek it. Because they can't hugely, have it. Hugely. They can never buy a bottle for their house. Right. But That's saying, why they're willing to pay the price that it is at the restaurant. But the, are we talking overrated because there's other things out there that taste right. so I think just that, as good or better? So like if you're really looking at like the word like overrated, right? Like so if I could have a Pappy fifteen for sixty dollars or I could have six pours of Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare for ten dollars. That's way overrated. Like so I, I, that, that I would much rather have. So I hear you on that. And there's probably, there's a lot of X factors that go into yeah. this when bartenders are talking about it. How annoying is it for the customer to ask yeah. about it? How annoying is it for them to even comment that you have it? How expensive is it? How much other whiskey do you have that could be comparable MSRP-wise that is close, that's not even going to be close to the same amount pour-wise? But then again, if you were to price Pappy based off the price of the bottle, yeah. The Pappy Fifteen would be like a fifteen or sixteen dollar pour. Not overrated then, right? So that's different then, right? So then I think the overrated another, bottles would be another X I factor. I five more that are yeah. So so, but that the problem is, think of the other bottles that would be fifteen or sixteen dollar pours. They would never be inflated that much. So ever ever. So does that make them? I think that that covers the gap then a little bit to make them yeah. overrated. Right? Is that these other fifteen or sixteen dollar pours will never be sixty five dollar pours? Yeah, because they make more of it. More of it, and it's, it's available. And you can buy it for your house. So Maybe. Yeah. I'm just saying the other 15 to $16 pours right, you'd yeah. be comparing it to, for yeah. sure, for I, the I, most part, you I, should I be I able to. I just think, like, especially like Blanton's and Pappy, yeah. I just feel like they're getting more and more determined as being overrated because... Because people get mad people about it, are getting, get it. People are getting smarter that there are so many other things I, out there I really that hope taste that's the reason. even better or as good. I hope that's the reason. And why and would why would you ever pay for something like that at that price point? Another factor of it, though, yeah, that the bartenders might know that, that the bartenders have that knowledge that they can go get a eighty dollar bottle that's going to be the same price pour for a Pappy fifteen, yeah, that's available that that's just as good to them, yeah. You know, I do believe that if Blanton's didn't have the horse on the top and the and the bottle on date, yeah. it would it would just be on the shelf all the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't well, mean that. I mean. I like it. We'll get uh, your boy Harlan Wheatley on here and uh, and ask him that question. I don't think he if he likes remember, you? if he remembers the last conversation we had, he's not coming on this <laughs> podcast. Perfect. <laughs> well, I, hey Jeff, thanks for sending that to us. Always anybody who's got great articles like that, please send them send them to us because penis. we want to talk about it and not yell penis into the mic. Uh, phase three, our boys, brewery out of Lake Zurich. Gotta, oh, you got to clap yeah, it up. Yeah. Clap it, Johnny. Give, give him the Jude, you know, the Jude clap. The Jude clap. I love it. Jude, this one's for you because they're not, not in competition with you. Uh, He's not listening. <laughs> that's for sure. So phase three, uh, they've been on the podcast with us. Evan, one of the uh, principal owners. Sean, the brewer, one of the principal owners. Uh, they came on with us when we were doing remote podcasting, and I'm not going to lie. Probably not one of our better podcasts, but we had a great time with them. It was three hours. I think Evan was like doing the dishes. Like wow, and getting yeah. yelled no, at. He was emptying the dishwasher. And yeah, he was emptying the dishwasher. Yeah. Like, do you remember that? Like while we were podcasting, like he just like, like walked away for like ten to fifteen minutes. There, uh, there was, de- there was definitely at. no courtesy to the person that had to do the editing and the recording of it. So I had to. I had to. That was not put out. 
Halfway through, no, the I phase three one the, came out. Did it? Yeah, okay. it made it out. Yeah, that was a phase I had thing. to find the charger so. to my computer. That's how long we were doing this. So here's the bottom line: we want phase three redemption. Yeah. Um, here's the announcement: they're opening up a second brewery in Elmhurst. Let's go there. Let's re- let's remote podcast with them without again. even telling them that we're coming. No, let's just show up and Make set sure, up. And yeah, Evan Evans out. Sean's, Sean's in. Sean's in. Yeah. And the, where, where was the manager on duties in? <laughs> Probably the hostess too. We'll probably want to have a couple questions for her. Sure. So, Imagine if we him. just didn't say anything and just started setting up gear and, yeah. and like just started. Say, hey, we're going we're to record over <laughs> here. We're here. Oh God, did you, you talk didn't to somebody? Know? Yeah, we know the owners. Yeah, we. You, he didn't tell you. No. They, that sounds so much like Evan. They said <laughs> it's an Evan thing. <laughs> they they said get away with that. <laughs> so congratulations to Sean, Evan, and I think is it Sean's wife who does their marketing all, and all the art and all the art, and yeah. she's like the other principal owner. So yeah. can, and I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but that's in, why it's the three of them. And in regards to International Women's Day yesterday, we appreciate you, especially uh, carrying Evan and Sean in their business. And uh, Evan, Evan, get your wife involved. I mean, Sean's got his wife involved. We're don't, excited for phase three. Don't, in don't brew, don't brew beer. Don't know your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wasn't on the podcast know, with I'm us. But we should have had she her. She was. She was putting the dishes in the dishwasher as he was oh, like yeah. cleaning them up. Well, all right, we're gonna we're gonna have to get those boys on. She for wasn't redemption. talking, but she was making a lot of noise. That's for all sure. All right, let's let's get let's get the guys on for redemption oh, and drink, drink more only, of their beers. Well, and I think it'd be funny if we did drink Coors Light on the show and not their beer. Yeah. All the things they're gonna want to know about and do. All right, so I took my wife down to Logan Square this past weekend. We kind of alluded to it earlier, uh, alluded to it earlier with the Vax card and the masks. We went to. Dope, more, more dope spots. No, dope no. More spots. importantly, how was the monster truck show? It was good. It was uh, honestly, it was awesome. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not a gearhead, and Kate is much more of a gearhead than me. She, her dad, like works I don't think on you cars. Have to be. It's just, it's just it's entertainment. Super entertaining. Um, it was fun. I was yelling. Um, it's really loud. Kid, super loud. Garrett tons said, of kids around. Garrett said monster truck show. If anybody didn't catch that, it's a monster jam. No, it's a monster truck show. It's it, it's like WWF. It's all prescripted. But it's a it's a show. Giant trucks jumping around. No, I was just I was just saying that when he said it, it was like very. <laughs> it's not prescripted. <laughs> it because, is no because because the the uh, the people the that are watching are the ones voting on it. So like what they do is prescripted, but you voting giving someone a nine out of a ten as opposed to a five out of ten. Oh yeah, and they're and they're definitely taking all that data and. And, and not and you're not, really ruining it for this 12 year old not putting the most popular truck as the winner yeah okay. you're not coming to the next monster truck show with me johnny what are you doing next year around this time you want to go to Allstate with me i'm in perfect <laughs> so it was a good time I'm after out. that we went to the city uh we went to a cool place called big kids which does like big kid grilled cheeses and crappy beer and malort and stuff like that super super hipsterish but really cool spot we, uh, we stopped by Billy Sunday's great cocktail bar in Logan Square. First of all, if you guys haven't been to, this, in, been to Chicago in Logan Square, it's literally a place you can park, and you don't need to leave that area for the whole day. Restaurants, bars, some of the greatest cocktail bars you can ever go to. Gary, uh, you took us to the Whistler. We went to Billy Sunday's too. I think yeah, we went to Billy yeah. Sunday's, Whistler. What was the um, Estereo? Yeah. Which is like a 70s theme. It's, yeah, very old. Like old a lot school, of, a lot but of sh- like a lot of felt in the walls but cool and then spilt milk is there you took us there mm-hmm. um so just I, in my opinion logan square is dope if you've not been down there go there also i learned about hopewell brewing which is in logan square i want to bring their beer on the podcast too because i had a couple of them and they were delicious oh also longman and eagle is michelin rated and if you're not sure what a michelin rated restaurant is in chicago 
you need to go to one of them just to experience how good the food is. Because it takes a lot to get it's to It's real. It. It's legit, right? Even if they had a Michelin star like two years ago and they've fallen off a little bit, yeah. it's still amazing. Yeah. And I think, I think I want to say Longman's got two. And it, it's been running for a while because you have to get it each year. Yeah. There's a couple different levels. There's like a one star, a two star, and a three star. Yeah, two one stars. And you got to keep you got to keep it up because they'll come back. But right. uh, check it out, Longman and Eagle in the city. Really, really cool spot. Fun story. Do you know how they got the Michelin star thing going? Uh yeah. It was a it's a travel guide from Europe. The tire company. Yeah, but in Europe from like the 1880s. Yeah, because they wanted you to travel and they wanted you to. Is a good. I think it, I think it's before they were a tire company. I think that this was it was a, a travel guide for people going to um, to find areas for restaurants. I, we'll have to look into it. I'm pretty one, sure. One, I'm pretty one, sure I'm right of this. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it started off as a tire company, and then they became Michelin, Michelin Tires. I know, but so, like, they I, put I out thought this, this travel was guide for places to go visit when you're driving on your vacation. I thought this was, it was around before you could even there was even tires for cars. Well, I mean, tires have been cars have been run for the 1880s. Johnny, check out when the Michelin Michelin um, travel guy came out initially, and then we're gonna move on. Uh, please, thank you. That's why he's the best producer in the business. He gets gets <laughs> handles my my stuff. Uh, Pritzker's group, new news. Yep, brand new, brand new. Found out about this two days ago, I think. Pritzker's group brought bought Barstown Bourbon Company. Steve Nally, T's and P's. Our, to you. our boy, our grandpa, Steve Nally. Who came on the podcast with us did a great job. He was awesome. He's gonna need a Kentucky hug soon. He he loves Kentucky hugs and real hugs. Yeah, he hugged us. Yeah, we all had a hug. Uh, but that's kind of so. Gary, tell me about that. You got a a group. It's it's Pritzker's group that they have other properties. They're buying that. Are they taking over the whole operation? No, absolutely not. So are they just throwing money in there to help them build the business? Yeah. So so they bought them. I'm not even sure they even took a majority control of the shares of it. Okay. Um, but they wanted to invest in this company because they see that as going somewhere, and they just flood it with cash. Okay. And then they, they buy out a bunch of the so maybe I'm they didn't say like uh, or from the one two articles I read they didn't say like how many um, how much percentage they took over. So let's just say they they took over twenty percent of it. So and they're gonna and to do that they spent. We could just say like a hundred million dollars. So now Barstown Distillery has a hundred extra million dollars to expand, to produce more, to become better, to grow, and then that in turn gives you know the Pritzker Group um, a higher return on their investment. I gotcha. Basically, it's just giving money to someone who you're investing in. Sure. Um, so they're not they're not the main owners now, but they're I don't think so part ownership. But I but the the article reads like Pritzker's bought. Bardstown. So okay, it, it, it reads it reads like uh, like the, the initial like um, the 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 title says like it sounds like it's now going to become Pritzker's Distillery, but I don't I don't I don't believe that. Uh, they they have no interest in like telling them how to make whiskey. Or, they just want to make money. Yeah, they just want to make money. Yeah. No, the downer smart. is the downer is that um, most people in Illinois have a sour taste in their mouth about Pritzker. And I will say this though, over the last couple of days, people have been ordering Bardstown at social. And it's good. It's, any publicity is good publicity, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. So people in Chicago are definitely going to be interested in that. Well, so and, especially we had some of the older expressions, the discovery and the fusion. Yeah, and to be honest, this, that whiskey is good. It's expensive, but it tastes good. So it's like, it, it makes. I agree that it's expensive, but I mean, the fusion is like what forty bucks a bottle, forty five bucks a bottle. Yeah, but the discovery is like one twenty. Yeah, so I'm not. 
I'm not saying that it's not not that might be my overrated, but sure. uh, it is good. So like you're you're not they're not buying a bad whiskey. Comes from good pedigree. Yeah, the people who stand behind it, Steve Nally, our boy, mm-hmm. awesome, mm. and he's friends with Denny Potter, another one of our boys. Anyone who bought, anyone who would ever buy me one of those, I'd be, I would say thank you. Like I think it's I think it's good stuff. Cool, awesome. Somehow number seven got deleted from the docket up here, but I had typed in there that uh, Garrett, you picked out a barrel last week. I did. Tell and us you, about you, that. You helped me with it. Well, I I tasted it. Yeah, you helped. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, we're doing. We we alluded to this before. We're doing a uh, pin hook single barrel, and we're also doing a pin hook private blend of bourbon. So two different operations. Totally separate. Yeah. The pin hook uh, private barrel is a rye cast strength six years from Castle and Key. Johnny, do you want to guess what the proof is going to be on that? One. 75. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> one, one, uh, 13. Pretty close. They didn't run it through Mike's favorite word, uh, but it's probably going to be like 120-ish. Um, and then um, the the bourbon that we're going to do will be like more close to like uh, 95. Awesome. But that'll be a three-barrel blend. So I'll get, I'll get to have like... I'm thinking like 20 to 25 barrels of bourbon. I'll, I'll be able to tell you. I'm going to give you a full recap. of What's the odds that Johnny and I can just be there for that? Come. You going down there for that? Yeah. Like C-U-M or C-O-M-E? Both. Okay. Cool. You better bring some extra pants and underwear. I don't, uh, I don't alphabet shame. <laughs> uh, but so, so we did a private barrel of the... And I and I do believe when we when we tried those those pinhook rise, yeah, we had three samples. We also did a. I want. I'm going to get into sample, uh, private barrels here in a minute. Okay. When we maybe when we talk about the Elijah Craig, or we could do it now. I don't care. Um, but there was one clear winner when we picked that, and it was. I feel like. Uh, I feel like I'm selling myself short by not being able to pick that one out. But like, if you couldn't pick that one out, then what do we? What's going on here? But you gotta also <laughs> remember though that like the for those barrels to be single barrels, somebody determined they were that good to be single barrels. Yeah. So and all three I'm, of them should I'm be starting, delicious. And I'm starting to like, question that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who's in charge of that? Right. And are this they actually, just are sam- they actually sampling? Is dude them? sampling every bottle or every barrel? I'm not sure they are. How could they even be alive? The amount of barrels well, of whiskey that there's more than one person doing it. <laughs> So, so, uh, so let's just say like there's one person who's in charge of that, right? Yeah, and he could, he or she could taste like nine barrels a day. I mean, you just take like a, like a quarter ounce of each one, right? So then you're at two ounces of bourbon a day or two ounces of rye a day. Uh, and you don't have to do it all at the same time, right? Like, but that means your really allotment is already done for the day. You can't go out and have drinks after that. Your liver's gonna be shot. I mean, two ounces over four hours is not that big of a deal, but. It's also your job. I don't know. Yeah. You could also spit. You don't have to swallow it. Maybe we need to get somebody undercover at a distillery in Kentucky. Yeah. I think uh, we could like correlate what I'm going to talk about. I really want to get into the single barrel decisions Okay. and maybe a smoke break all at the same time. Okay, perfect. Well, well let's get into that a little bit. Right. Um, Do you want information on the Michelin Guide? Yes. Let's, let's, let's hear it, Johnny. So you are correct. The Michelin, Michelin Who, who's Guide. Who's you? Garrett. Yes. He's looking at you. The, 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 everyone else hearing this knows what he's looking at. 
The Michelin, Michelin Guide was created by a tire company and car tire manufacturers. Um, there were they were brothers. I don't we don't want to read their names off, but uh, in 1900 there were fewer than 3,000 cars on the roads of France to increase demand for cars. Uh, they created this guide um, that provided information to motorists such as maps, tire repair, replacement instructions, um, car mechanic listings, hotels, gas stations throughout France. Then it became something more than that. It became a guide um, that actually created hotels and like restaurants you could stay at that are like really good places. Yeah. Um, it began with just a one star rating, but then initially over the years it came, became this whole rating system. But it did begin with the whole like people trying to get more cars on the road, people right. trying to get people to travel. So they could buy more tires. More demand for tires. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. So good on those guys. The biggest reason why we'd pick which restaurants we go to is based off of a tire company. <laughs> but, well, no, I mean, it, it's become, it, it, it's is, become this more, as dumb as it gets. It's right? become from, more than from that. 100, though, years, obviously, yes. 100 years ago, that's what it started yeah, as. Like, yeah, it's evolved I, I into much more. evolution, but like, if you look at it the dumbest way possible, <laughs> that's what it is. That's cool. That's cool. Speaking of whiskey and single barrel picks, what kind of whiskey did you We're bring for us? We're doing an Elijah Craig uh, single barrel pick. Uh, I am. Where's this from? I'm going Gaga for this. so, the um, this is a fundraiser bottle. So from your group? No, I I didn't do that one because I felt like we've been pumping them up too much. Okay. Um, this uh th- this Elijah Craig single pick raised money for the Little Heroes League, which is a um, which is a non for profit organization that helps. That raises money for children who are born with multiple like medical needs, mm. like immediately. They, they they need the the parents need money to pay for the medical bills or like nice. the research for that, so like the kids can like leave the hospital and go home. Cool, awesome. So I think it's I think it's really cool, and I was really happy to spend money on that. So Elijah Craig single barrel. Yep, can't wait to try that. Uh, for beer, I brought some Citrus Sky by Exile Brewing, mm. kind of newish. To the Chicago market, so I'm excited to try it. We've had it on uh, uh, Drafted Social, so we'll get into that in a little bit. I got kind of a cool customer of the week, um, a good one, actually. Uh, these two lovely ladies that I uh, get to meet the other day at Social, I think it's kind of a cool story, and if you guys don't mind me indulging in that in a little bit, I, uh, I think it'll be fun. I'm in. It's not, yeah. a, it's not always, uh, obviously, the, the customer of the week is uh, it's prime time, so I just want to make sure that that's cool with you guys. That's cool. All right. Um, sweet. Uh, next segment we got is our yearly industry ebb and flow. Yeef. Yeef. Johnny, let me get a yeef. Yeef. It <laughs> <laughs> was like a Canadian yeef. Yeef. <laughs> just happy to be here. Yeef. It was like uh, Jeff Hoover when he was, uh, he was emulating his, uh, his boss who was like a Canadian Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to give a Canadian accent, but he was just doing an Indian accent the whole time. <laughs> so funny. Um, hey, I'm sorry. That... Did you say yeef? <laughs> so good. Um, so at, at social right now, we got lots of stuff going on. Um, it's, it's a great time of year, um, but everybody and their brother wants to have a graduation party upstairs. Is it, do you, it's insane. Do you feel like you're getting more like requests for private events now way than more, ever? Way more. Yeah. And then maybe it's because people don't want to have people at their house or they're just realizing that it's easier backlogged or it's just easier to do it elsewhere yeah that's true too i mean and pay somebody to do i'm i'm down to pay somebody to do something like that you know instead of posting yourself exactly so everybody and their brother wants to do it um nobody wants the price that it costs to pay because it's a graduation party so these aren't drinkers 
the parents might be drinking. No, and they're trying to raise money for their kid to get the gift. So they're not it, even, it's not even like your own wedding reception. It's crazy, but I get at least two emails a day right now about private parties in late April or early May. It's a good time. Thoughts and prayers in your inbox. <laughs> um, what uh, For you as a beverage manager, what's your yearly industry ebb and flow you got going on? You got springtime cocktails coming out. Yeah, everyone wants to know... Um, when the new cocktail menus are coming out and how they can get on all four restaurants. Eef. Eef. And my answer is... Uh, Soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lower the price. Um, and then uh, and then we'd been doing this like cocktail of the month everywhere. Yeah, which uh, is uh, killing it. Which is great, right? I mean, yeah. even if it's just like a top 10 cocktail on your, on your menu, it's still worth it because it's raising money for charity. And I think that's really important that we do that. Um, and everyone, everyone wants to be on that all the time. I think I've got the next four months already booked out nice so that's very cool uh and those should be beneficial for us and for them but it's it's a never-ending conversation um and and i don't know if this is yearly and if this is just me complaining about my job but or is a yeef but um gms and uh people who are dealing with suppliers for uh liquor or wine don't want to talk to them so they just push them onto me mm. So it's it's just overloading you. Yeah, so it's, no, it's not overloading, but it's just me going no. just more nose. A lot of nose. Yeah, like, well, I don't I don't have time for this. It literally took me like a year and a half to learn how to say no. Oh, did it that long? I, it did, dude. I don't I don't like telling people no. I want to make them happy. Yeah, you are a people pleaser. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, yeah, but I think the, the the hardest thing is to say no. The easiest thing is then to say no and then just be done with it. Like rip the band aid. Yeah, I've. Uh, I've gotten better at it. Good, yeah. Right? And, I mean, and, and, and I think the reps know that. And if you don't want to have a conversation about it, if you, if you don't want to say no, then you just push them onto me like everyone else. Thank you. I haven't done that yet, though. It's okay. I'm, I I I don't mind it. All right, you get the next one that comes on. All right. <laughs> next one that comes on too strong, I'll be like, talk to Garrett. Yeah, I can't make any decision. Right? <laughs> that's above my pay grade. It's my <laughs> it's a, my favorite line. <laughs> Way above my pay grade. All right, uh, Danny, what you want to do? You want to drink some beer? You want to get into something different? Yeah, I'm going to act like I just woke up from a deep sleep and uh, get some uh, beer. In my oh, sorry. Were, mm. we, were we boring you? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny took a snooze over here. <laughs> I'm ready for it. All right, sweet. So onto the beer stuff. We got Exile Brewing, Citra Sky Hazy IPA. Um, obviously, Citra hops are in there. I think also Mosaic hops, which are two of Garrett and I's favorites. Uh, this is a nice little twelve ounce can, and you get these for eleven ninety nine at Binnie's for a six pack, and uh, we got dual mics going over here for sound action. This does not sound like a beer getting poured. That one did. So we got all three. Well, yep. well done. All of a sudden, I, I got to pee really fast. <laughs> So does everybody who's listening to this. <laughs> I'm sorry if so, you're driving right now. <laughs> so this beer is, uh, oh man, this beer looks good. So they're from Iowa? Yeah, they're from Iowa. So the, All right, so Exile Brewing is uh, from Des Moines. They just celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Um, they've been, obviously, has to count for something. If you're a brewery and you've been around for 10 years, uh, your beer has got to be pretty good. You're doing something right locally. Yeah. Right? Uh, this just came to the Chicago market, I think, within the last year, maybe a little bit longer than that, right, around, uh, right after like I the heavy in, COVID? I got introduced to it about seven months ago. So I, I think that that's about somewhere around a year ago, came to the, the Chicago market. So obviously they're expanding. I was like eight months. Um, oh, yeah. Before school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this beer, hazy IPA. How do you not laugh at that, Mike? <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. He just keeps rolling. <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> this is like my segment, so I'm trying to like I'm really so, be good about I'm it. I'm so sorry. Johnny's man. over here trying to throw me off. You guys throw shit at me the entire time I do the whiskey one. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I love it. I love it. I got 6% ABV. All right. So this, let everybody get a big nose on this so we can try it. <laughs> then, then maybe I'll laugh at the joke. I'm sorry. Mm. It, it smells pretty good. Mm. Um, get that second sip, Johnny. Mm. I like the flavor. It's good. It's it's a lighter IPA than I thought it was going to be based on how thick it looks. I feel like a lot of the um, hazy IPAs I bring on, the double dry hop stuff is super thick and like chewy. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't see through the glass, that's for sure. Right, and this one either, though. You can't that's see through it. Right, so I thought it was going to maybe chew on a little bit more. But it's it's light for a six percent, I think hazy yeah. IPA, and um, it's got good flavor. Johnny, what are you thinking? I you think like, you like, like it. I think it's like super drinkable. Uh-huh. Definitely yeah, have definitely a couple of these, them. Oh yeah, for sure. It's good. The mango comes through nicely at the end. A little bit of pineapple. Yeah, I get the I get the pineapple. Yeah. I don't get I don't get much mango. Is it supposed to be mango in here? Yeah. What is that what you get? Well, that's just the I mean the hops, citra, and mosaic will yeah. tend to throw that any anything tropical. So. You might not get that any sort of citrus too. I mean, you might get orange, you might get lemon. I get orange and pineapple a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm getting mango and pineapple. Those are the two mains that I get. Um, I like this beer. This is good. Yeah, I could see myself ordering a second one of this at a bar. I think so. Like even eating with it, I would probably like, I probably buy a six pack of this to keep at the house. Is that your rating? I I buy a six pack. Is it going to be my go to if I have some other like half acre? Something you really enjoy. It, like, all right, like, so like, I'm gonna like give top, this. A, I'm gonna give five. this a rating of a seven, okay. which is kind of low for me for hazy IPAs. Um, that's not a low rating because I like it, but there's there's a half a dozen hazy IPAs that if they were in my fridge, I'd reach past this one to be honest with you. Yeah, I think you like a more punch in the face of flavor. And I this do. Kind of lacks that a little bit, but it is it is a good drinker and it has that like real light right light IPA you know kind of taste. Um, I would rate this like a seven five, and um, Johnny seven five. Yeah, yeah, cool. The average for Johnny, it's Johnny's five. This is a it's a very specific. I'm going to call this out where I would have something like that you were talking about earlier, like more pungent, like more full flavor, maybe like a seven and a seven and a half percent. And then I wasn't ready to go to a Coors Light yet. This would be the this would be the next one. The buffer. So like, so like I'm still I still want to drink a hazy, but I don't want to yeah. do another seven and a half percent. I love it beer, and I would maybe drink two of these in a row. There's, there's always a place for a 6% hazy IPA that's not overly filling. Yeah. Because even if the flavor... This is not over filling. No, it's not. It's it's definitely on the lighter side when it comes to it. And I think that that's one of the things that I like about it is, is it? that it's on the lighter side. And you can have several of them, right? I like it a lot. So did I, did I give it a rating? No, I'm going to no. give it a 7.75. Seven, okay, cool. Enjoying um, it. Because I think there is a place, and there's not very many beers that I ever buy that are in that place of where I can have two or three... Hazy's in a row. Yeah. What was that? I'm, I'm pretty sure that was me. <laughs> <laughs> can we can, can we just tell the story that's on this can that we tried before the podcast? Wait, wait, hold okay, on, hold so on. Before, before, before we get, there, we get how, much, how much is a, a four pack or a six pack of this? It's a it's a six pack at Benny's is eleven ninety nine. That's a great deal. It's a great deal. Six pack for beer? twelve bucks. Two dollars. Absolutely. Beer? Perfect. In twelve ounce cans. So um 
I brought a couple of their other beers pre-podcast. We could all try it to kind of get a, like a base of what the brewery represents. We tried a Island Ale, which to me was just a session IPA, nice and light. And then also a their blonde lager called or gold lager called Ruthie. And John is going to tell us about this can <laughs> and the, the artwork that's on the can because it's definitely unique and we should talk about it. Well, this, is just, a, this is the first beer that we've tried that's named after a real person. It just kind of shocked me. Like, like the story real, like, is kind of like interesting. Yeah. Like, so the one side of the can, you can't really see what's going on. It just says Ruthie, gold lager. And then the, the strip description reads, uh, a Des Moines original. Ruthie became a staple in the 1960s. Oh, sorry, 1950s bar scene. Her tips were so exorbitant that they tried to impose a burlesque tax on her, leading to a national fame and all charges being dropped. Our classic lager is a tribute to the finest woman to ever serve a beer. So they got a picture of Ruthie on there? So then you turn the can like (laughs) a few degrees more and you see this like... See Ruthie. Ruthie. and she looks like... She's pouring... I love Lucy. yeah. Yeah. She's pouring two huge pint glasses of beer on her chest. The, like, the, the glasses are, the glasses on, are her on her boobs as like a shelf. And she's pouring two beers out of bottles into these pint glasses. Dude, how strong is the that? Illustration, that uh, the illustration uh, reminds us of uh, like, a, like a Beavis and Butthead sort of illustration, which is what Joanna sent me. Um, I thought that was kind of a good, yeah, uh, I, absolutely. A I, good comparison. The, the illustration does, looks, it looks like, like the same person who drew Beavis and Butthead drew this card. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So Ruthie Gold Lager by Exile Brewing Company. If you want to see a picture of a woman pouring some beers on her breasts, living legend, living legend from the fifties. Um, who doesn't want to see that? We're gonna we're gonna have to look that. Look look up some more information on her too. The best know, part about Ruthie, was she's a, if she's alive, let's get her on the podcast. She wasn't doing it in like a traditional burlesque outfit either. She's no. wearing jeans and a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break and look up the real Ruthie. No, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> so overall, I'll be, I'll be back in twenty. Exile Brewing Company. Thanks for making this delicious Citrus Sky beer. We're enjoying it, and uh, and honestly, the so the rep. Came into social a couple weeks ago. I told him about the podcast. He dropped these beers off for us to try. That's nice of him. Very nice of him. Unfortunately, I don't remember his name, and he's definitely not listening to this podcast. But I appreciate you, Exile Brewing, Midwestern, Illinois rep. Anytime you're over there, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. Anytime you're driving through Des Des Moines, Moines, check it out. I don't know why you would, but you should check it out. All right. So um, we're going to go into the customer of the week now. Is that cool? Yeah. Sweet. So last week on a chill Monday afternoon, these two lovely ladies enter the bar at about one o'clock, sit down at the bar, kind of like post up. Or they, honestly, there was nobody else there. So this is not me talking about anything bad that they did. They, they kind of took over an area. And one of the things they did is they pulled out this big notebook. And I had never seen these ladies before. Um, after getting them set up, I got them drinks, kind of talked briefly um they started asking me questions about wheaton and the area and i was like and the one lady was like taking notes and i you know me being a talker obviously if you're listening to this podcast you you know i like to talk um and talk to people started striking up a a nice little chord with these ladies and what they were doing was they're they were cousins one lived in downers the other or in lagrange the other one lived in st charles and once a month they meet in wheaton at different establishments, and they've been doing this for a year and a half, um, just to see each other, have some lunch, have a couple glasses of wine. Um, 
but they take notes and write down information about whoever is taking care of them. So they had a year and a half worth of notes of managers, bartenders, own, even owners of establishments in Wheaton and could tell you things about people. So one of the things that Arturo is one of our awesome servers. Yeah. He comes up and drops off their food and they're like, he also works at GME in downtown Wheaton. Right next door. Right next door. And, and they're like, wait a minute, do, do we know you? And he's like, yeah, you guys came over to GME and they like thumb through the, the notebook. And they're like, Arturo, how you doing? <laughs> and it was like, they could, they talked about managers who had passed away from Ivy, yeah. which was kind of cool. They're like, we know this guy and we, we got to know him and we have all these notes on him and he passed away a couple months ago. So when are you guys are going to end up buried under a porch? <laughs> they're, they're, they're profiling or, or, or canceled. They're profiling know. somebody to murder. I don't think so. I just thought so to me. So in some of my recent trips, I've been notating places that I've, I've gone. I just thought it was a, a super cool thing that they were doing that. And they, they're super close and they go on vacations with their families together. I mean, they, they were a couple years older than me. So they're established and have kids who are about to go into college and stuff. And they even have like everybody sign the notebook, whoever is with them. Oh, that's cool. The bartender, the manager, the server, their kids, whoever's wherever they go, they take notes about it. So the next time they go into that area, they can the draw. Roll, it's a rolling journal. Exactly. And I just I just I, thought I, that, I, that was kind of cool. I just hope this journal is just not about staff. I hope it's about like you know experience, places they've been. Both. Both, but I mean, like, I just thought they were. It was interesting how much they were, how they were interested in what the staff had to bring to the table. They're not from Wheaton, so they were asking, like, where should we go next? What should we do? You know, like, what's your favorite place? What's off the beaten path? You know, like things like that. It yeah, was, they care about that relationship. Exactly. And, yeah. It wasn't about intruding on my personal life or yeah. anything like that. They wanted to know where I would go to hang out and what I would be doing when I, you know, like. Which makes out sense because you asked that yourself, like all the time when you were at that place down in uh, Chicago. You yeah, said, "Where where are we going to go for a, a cocktail and, or a, go for a, a dessert and a, and a dessert drink afterwards?" Yeah, you know, it's the same deal. Yeah, uh, but they. But I like how they documented. That's documented cool. everything. They've been they they decided to start doing that a year and a half. So like the notebook was like this thick, and it was like covered page to page. They could thumb through it and like go oh, like, "Oh, we went to the Ivy. We know this person, this person, this. We learned this. You know, like." Oh, we learned that Ivy is haunted. Yeah, you can. You know I mean, like, you, you just kind of wish it was digital. Yeah. So you could like search. Well, they, you yeah, could so always could put also, it on yeah, a digital. So could, yeah, you so could always put it, it on. Yeah, they should make a blog out of yeah. that. Yeah, I feel like that. Be I'll tell them that the next time they come, their names are Jody and Amy. That would be beneficial for like a lot of people. And I gave them our business card. I would follow that. And I told yeah. them that we were going to talk about it on the podcast. That's cool. So Jody and Amy, if you guys are listening. So good customer of the week this week. That's why. And I told him, I, I said, usually we make fun of shitty customers, but every now and then a good customer of the oh, week will come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And right. I even, so I started off the camera. So it was one of these things where I, this is it. Insert foot into mouth as soon as it came out. Hey, guys, I got a podcast. One of the segments is customer of the week. One of the things we talk about is how everybody puts their bags on, ta- on chairs. Literally, they both look to the right. Each one of them had a bag on a chair. And I was like... I know it's slow right now. I didn't mean anything about that. That was just like a like a like an example. I'm like, I'm so sorry. They're like, yeah, there's nobody else in here. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. That's not what it came out totally wrong. So like, I started off on the wrong foot, but then I backtracked and hopefully saved the day. But they were good for you, lovely ladies. Come back in. I'd love to hang out with you and tell you some more stories. Perfect. Cool. 
they sound lovely. I didn't mean like they were going to bury somebody underneath the porch. That's no, just a well, joke. we're not and, saying they're not not going to. Yeah. They were they were having a good time, and I think that they would just be like fun to <laughs> hang out with too. All like right, if well, you were like a like a average bar customer or a regular bar customer on a Wednesday afternoon, and these ladies were in the bar, you could have a good time with them. Perfect. Look for them to come and be the next guest. Have <laughs> on. Yeah. They know more about the, the Western yeah, suburbs. They probably do. They that probably was definitely do. probably one of the more interesting customer stories we've heard. It's just unique. Yeah. Well, you, that, I, dude, and for fun 20 for years you too, right? I mean, there's yeah. not a lot going on. Like, what else are you going to do? Right. They're asking me questions, yeah. having a fun time. I felt like I was on a on a live podcast. Did you sell them one of our one of the single barrels? They're drinking wine. Mm. I did, I did tell them that um, if they were looking for gifts for their husband. Oh, yeah. Which I know not all women like to hear that because they assume that... Or their friend them, or their boss. Whatever. I just said, if you need a good gift, here's some... I, t- I the showed neighbor. them the retail shelf. Yeah. It was... I didn't sell anything, but I tried. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Garrett, I feel like you got a, like a, a whiskey and smoke break thing all like lined up here for your single barrel, based yeah. on your single barrel comments earlier. Do you want to do that now? Let's do it. All to, let's do it. All, let's try some whiskey and kind of get it all going again at the same time. Okay. Does that sound good, Johnny? Absolutely. All right. Perfect. I would like to pour this first. Okay. And then get into it. You got to pour it. We're not drinking it first. No, I mean like, no. Okay, we'll get into it real fast. Okay. So what, whatever you want. So I have been picking single barrel picks of whiskey for um, four years at least. Yeah. And um, which is badass. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. I mean, I, mean, I can't lie to you, my job. My job is pretty sweet. Um, but uh, recently, maybe in the past like six months, I've turned down more samples than I ever have in the previous three and a half years. Okay. Um, and I so in the beginning we talked about when we talked about single barrel picks um, maybe a year or two ago we talked about how like the master blender the distiller found these barrels that they thought were really good or interesting, one of those two, and said these could be worthy of just bottling by themselves and we'll send those out into market as single barrel picks. That they're elevated above the normal stuff. Or just interesting, right? Okay. So like because they do need some of the elevated stuff to blend with their shitty barrels to make Schwill. To make their average Sure. Bourbon every day. Sure. Then I right? can give away all the good stuff. Right. Because they need to mix that with the bad stuff. Otherwise, you're going to have a, a bad small batch. Sure. Or you're going to have a bad normal blend. Um, <clears throat> so I have noticed that the best way for a new distillery to get their name on the map is to offer single barrel picks to restaurants and, and, and bars. So, or uh, restaurants and liquor stores. So they could sell an entire barrel of someone, they say, this is exclusively ours. And then people are like, oh man, a single barrel pick. Whoa, 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 let's get it. And then they now know that name and then now they're looking for whatever else that distillery's got going on and it boosts that distillery's sales. And I don't think that's a wrong... I think so that, good I, marketing. I think that's great. Yeah, It's super smart and I think that's what I would do if I had a distillery. Um, in fact, if I was a distillery, I maybe just only do single barrels. Anyway, so the I would have noticed that I've been de- declining and declining and declining single barrel picks. I've been asking for them, and then they send me stuff, and I I would drink you know the three or four samples, and then say none of these are worth drinking twice. And I'm talking hmm. about like I'm taking like a quarter ounce at a time. And I don't I don't want another quarter ounce of it. Hmm. And it's not because it's like three in the afternoon. It's just I just don't want it. So why would I want an entire bottle? And why would I want to put that into a cocktail? Sure. Um. So I've decided in my own head that um, distilleries are just taking 
when and when we did a single barrel pick of another distillery when we picked that uh that uh pin hook that all the barrel samples were, were labeled by the individual barrel and they're all in order so it was like 355 356 357 358 so i'm not sure they're actually tasting these and then sending them out i think they're just saying um these three rows we're sending out into market as single barrel picks and which is super frustrating and so that I do believe, so that this is going into this Elijah Craig discussion here. Okay. Um, I do believe that if you are cognizant of who is picking the barrel, that the barrel is probably pretty good. So like if you were going, if, if you see like the Jewel has a single barrel pick, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be good. I'm not even sure they're actually picking anything. I think they're just getting... They just bought sing, it. They're just getting... Sing, like, just just, yeah, send, just us send us one. Send us something. Send there's, us something. There's a gas station down the street that has their own picks. From where? The Pride. Oh, yeah. What the, the still oh, no, I know that... I know, From like Old Elk. Yeah, I know um, I know that guy. He picks those. So Is that legit? Yeah. Because they got a lot of good stuff in yeah, there. If it's he, legit. He's picking those. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He he picks those, so he's very into that. Um, they're not they're just getting sent them. But like I'm talking like big... Big, oh, I thought that big was chains. Weird. Yeah, okay. Um, like, because the Pride only has like thirty locations, and Jewel's like across a couple states in the entire state of Illinois. Um, or I'm not even totally sure that like Benny's is picking their own picks anymore. Okay, so well, like, let me play the, the devil's ag- yeah. advocate real quick. Bring it. So I think that each distillery is different. Correct. There's different tiers of distilleries. Yes. And there's different. So that was prog- the second part. Yeah. Programs, not to jump ahead. But I think that in just light of what you said, based on if you know who's picking it and they have clout in the industry, then that might be something or or they're not just experience taking something to take in, right? So, but also like um, we're talking about those three barrels that had the same numbers in a row. Mm-hmm. What if that's there? They know that that's their honey spot within the Rick House. They have the data that's shown that that those barrels are better in their past. It doesn't matter if they've been open for five years yeah. or ten years, or if they're even sourcing it. If they know that they're buying it from that certain area, if they have that data, do you think that that could potentially be what like ex- it, it could be? I would like to think I would like to think that if I own a distillery and I'm sending out barrels for single barrel yeah. picks, single barrel choices, I would maybe try them. And but okay, but they also would have to be the creme de la creme. Why would you or, be sending out some shitty product? No, I won't say shitty, but like not they could be good or they could be interesting. Something different. Like in an interesting way, off of their standard small batch. Okay, I I, I feel you, and I, honestly, you've tried more single barrel picks than anybody I know, and bought more barrels than anybody I know. So, you, also remember that now you have the experience of the last four years. Yeah, the first two years you might not have been as selective. Now you have two years, three years of picking good barrels. Yeah, if it's not of quality, and it's not going to match what you've done before, you're not just going to buy a barrel to buy a barrel. Well, and some of some of it makes me feel like I'm still like new to this, so maybe I'm not. I don't know. Well, I mean, so I, I, I like I like to think that the people who who are also doing this have been doing this longer than me, and it's possible that they're not. But what do you mean by that? If you make if you say you know there's still situations where you feel like you're new, like I still feel like I've only been picking bar- I've only been picking barrels for four years. Bourbon hasn't been that exciting. In the in the market since like 2014, so like I'm. But I think what Mike, the it, Mike is, what Mike is saying is like you have determined a good you you've identified a good palate where like if you taste something you understand that it's not as good as what they're providing what they're making it out to be. Yeah. 
So when you say like, you know, these companies will just send you out like these, like if you think these the companies just send you out these three random barrels for you to pick from, yeah. make a single barrel out of it, you identify that. So you are at that point where you realize that. And once again, for them, that's counterproductive for them to even send you something like, oh, we're going to just send oh, the beverage manager some. Exactly. So I don't think in their mind. I don't know. Maybe I just sell myself short, John. You're selling yourself yeah. short. A little, I, I, I think so. Well, I appreciate be, my friends telling me that. Yeah, believe, it's good. believe in yourself, yeah. bro. For sure, dude. And, it's it's and tough I, to tell. It's, for me, it's tough for me to say that to myself. I've been telling everybody that comes into social, these these single barrel picks over here are all phenomenal. There's four different types, all, yeah. all varying, unique, and interesting. Um, and they're great. And I, I've told many multiple people that are starting to trust your palate when they see, see a single barrel at social that they don't have, they're going to buy it to take it home because they know it's going to be decent. Especially for the price. That makes me feel good. So believe, believe in yourself for sure, dude. I appreciate that. Anyway, I turned down another six today. Six barrels? Yeah. Well, there you go. So, See? I mean, it's, it's just it's just frustrating. You well, don't like settle. Out of, don't it, settle. Obviously not. Yeah, don't. What's the point? Yeah. Especially, like you just said, you just explained. You're not going to put a new cocktail. You don't want to buy a whole barrel. What are you going to... But it, it, if I, I don't want it, this, why would I want to sell to someone else? One of my favorite conversations about barrels recently we had with the Southern rep was about Angel's Envy. So Angel's Envy <laughs> finishes their uh, they finish their whiskey in port casks. Yeah, the bourbon. The bourbon. Um, yeah, they finish their bourbon in the port casks. So they have to dump twice as much whiskey into these casks because the, the port casks are like hundred and because they're massive and they soak barrels. soak it up right. One hundred twenty gallon barrels. So it's massive and it soaks it up. So the price of the barrel is twice as much as any other barrel because they got to put twice as much bourbon in there. Twenty one twenty eight thousand dollars is what he said. Yeah. And he's like, do you want one? I go, divide that by 180 and that's how much a bottle costs. <laughs> yeah, I go, oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, dude. That's no gonna, way. I'm going to need approval for that one. Yeah. Above my pay grade, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's way above my pay grade, dude. I, I can't is, even comment on that it's one. It's legitimately my pay grade, but it's, it's above mine, so which means that we're out. I, I would just think that the, where you were going with that conversation yeah. that was, is interesting from my side and the consumer side is that um, when you go into the store or you go into like these different like small small places or going to a restaurant yeah. and they have these like single barrel picks. Right. If you feel like you personally, Garrett, you feel like from your experience that like these single barrels that are coming out and being picked by these companies aren't necessarily being really good single barrels. They're just like, let's just pick three from this barrel. Right. I would say continue investigation and let's do a later podcast and talk about it because that's, that's interesting to me because I feel like, if that's a thing, that's a that's a that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I people would, want to know people, more about people that. People would don't want to know about that. People yeah. in the industry and people who are buying these, right, are going to want to know about that because you'd be like, then where's this coming from? Right. There's a new like a new like thing like now we're like, oh man, they've got a single barrel pick of this. They got a single barrel pick of that. Like, and, and we're not talking like Buffalo Trace or Heaven Hill. Or we're talking about, like these like micro micro distilleries, and people are like, oh, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. But sure, I'm, I'm not. I'm sure, totally it's elevated by the, the, yeah. the normal I'm not, juice. I'm not, so, I'm not sold on those three samples being worthy of picking of a barrel. So it seems like the market for single barrels so could like, possibly be a little oversaturated right now. I, I want to say, like, and people I think are you're being nice. And people are taking advantage of it. Because they know that Either the distillery or the, or the liquor store. Because they know that the, the liquor store wants single hmm. barrels. Because they know that their bourbon is not going to move unless they've got like a Maybe single barrel Maybe we could collaborate with a massive podcast that does investigative journalism like discovery 
and we'll be the ones on the front line interviewing people, and they'll get yeah. somebody under in the back. I mean, how do you even prove that? I mean, it's just going by like preference, it's personal and taste. preference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if we got somebody from a distillery that came out and was like, "Yeah, they just send you three samples." No, we need a disgruntled distillery. We'll find somebody. Yeah. There's we, somebody not getting paid enough right now with enough whiskey. We sampled this bottle, and it's just food coloring and weird <laughs> shit going on inside. We all just dumped our juice boxes in there, and uh, now we just sold it for six thousand dollars. Yeah. Let's try this. It's, got, it's an oaky uh, fruit punch. Here, let's try this whiskey. Man. All right. So um, there's two things that I've, before, like before I just came to this conclusion like a month ago, there's two um, products that I am a huge sucker for. Single barrel picks of Eagle Rare. How many do you have? Enough. I, what? <laughs> just ducking questions. But the answer is not enough. <laughs> but um, to be honest with you, uh, indi- non-duplicates, yeah. probably 20. Okay. Which is not a ton. Okay. In, well, no, no. That is excessive. Let's just be honest. That's an excessive That's amount. That's a I lot. know people who've got way more. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that. that Yours I, is the it, norm. Yeah, not, yeah, no, not, 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 not at, at all. all. Not at all. Um, most people don't even get a second Eagle Rare until they finish the first one. Um, and Eagle Rare has been tough to find anyway. So um, the, uh, Eagle Rare store picks and then Elijah Craig single barrel picks I think are like fantastic everyday drinkers because they're like $35, $40, same mm-hmm. idea as the Eagle Rare. Um, and usually, and I think the general, uh, no one from Heaven Hill is listening, but general Elijah Craig I think is just fine. But their single barrel picks are usually about two, one to two to three years older and um, generally more, 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 I hate to use the word smooth, but they're smoother. They're a little more flavorful. Flavorful. They're a little more uh, robust. They're there's a little more going on. Love it. Um, and the best part about this barrel is that it went to a really cool charity that um, that once uh, I feel like once you once you have a kid or once you know someone who has a kid and there's they have some sort of problem in the hospital, uh, like you just feel for them and there's nothing you can do about it. But like. You just like, ugh, you just want the the best thing, the best part about having a kid is like saying everyone's happy, everyone's healthy, they're coming home, and this charity uh, supports the families who need help paying or need help for research for to get those kids to go home. Very cool. So I think that's really cool. Uh, they're they're based out of uh, oh shoot, I have it here. I want to say it's Detroit, but I think it might be Minnesota. It's it's a and and uh, the Children's Hospital of Chicago and uh, Michigan Health, University of Michigan Health. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. Doing, I doing usually, good work I usually for whiskey. I usually don't want to prop up anything from Michigan, but okay. right, right now we will. Okay. What do you got against Michigan? I'm a big Ohio State fan. Oh. But you've been to breweries in Michigan that are badass. Right. Okay, yeah. sounds good. On to, the, on to the whiskey. Let's have some whiskey. It, but it's a, at some point, like more, uh, more. stupid college sports over, or get overtaken, right, by by real life things. Yeah. All right. Because those breweries were awesome. Can I get some surround sound? That one was fantastic. And flush. That's, that's a <laughs> that's a healthy pour right there. Right, this one's for John. Thought you were gonna short pour me, but that was the same amount oh, of time. Oh, John, get out of here! <laughs> this is my favorite part of the podcast. All right, All right. 
there are a couple. It's of funny things. how like we move around and we shift like you know microphones around and we like you know for, try for to a get lot the, of reasons the perfect sound. Every, it's all about the sound effects. Every other Wednesday, I wake up and I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I get to do the podcast. I get to hang out with Mike, hang out with John. I get to, you know, talk about this stuff." And then record and I, pours, and, I get, and then I get way more excited when we got to rearrange and move our microphones to the port. It's awesome. Record the pour. <laughs> all, right, all right, so give us some stats on this. All right, so uh, nine, this it's bourbon. 94 proof. All Elijah Craig um, single barrel picks are 94 proof. They just started doing single barrel picks this year. Uh, Maze and Mash is in line to get one of those. Love it. When I mean Maze and Mash, I mean the entire group. Cool. Um, and uh, that'll be our next big allocation from them. Uh, Maze and Mash did one uh, Elijah Craig single barrel of this before it sold out in two seconds. Um, I was fortunate enough to get this one uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and this is the first time I'm cracking it. So I, I have not tried this yet. Nice. So um, I, I I just had a, like good. a quick question about the bottle. So it's Heaven Hill Bourbon. They make the same bourbon, uh, same same bourbon mash bill, which means that it's a higher malt than it is rye. So it, it's like seventy six corn. And I, and I appreciate if I blacked out during your description, but um, <laughs> you appreciate that I, you blacked out. I appreciate no. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry if I blacked out during your description. Sorry, I'm like mentally weird right now. Um, it says small batch on the bottle, but then it has a single barrel label. Yeah, so they um, they have the same bottle for everything, and then they to the the T- TTB is the, where they get the the different labels from. So the the standard like yellow label that's under here says picked by, and it's like the bar or restaurant, but then they um, they did it for a charity which then put their own sticker on top of that. Mm. So the bar or restaurant then picked it, got muted out for this. And uh, the the charity's website went on top of that. Oh, okay. Because, they, because that bar then said, okay, we got an allocation of uh, Elijah Craig, uh, single barrel. We're doing this all for charity, 100% for ch- all of this is going for charity. So then they put the charity puts their sticker on it. So then anytime it gets passed around, they're, it's advertising for them. Okay. Which I think is cool. Awesome. It smells good. Should we try it? No. John and I will. Just, you're just, out. Sm- just smell it the you're whole out. time? Yeah. And delicious. John, I did I did two things for you. One, I brought you a bourbon under 100 proof. That's why I don't feel any burn. Yeah, there's your heart. So some people will be like, Garrett, why would you bring a bourbon here that i can't buy the point is um that in general <laughs> single in, barrel picks. in general i do believe that if you can find an elijah craig single barrel pick okay it's they are not just given out they're not just passed out like a lot sure. of the other things that, I'm, that i'm turning down yeah um it's a it's an earned so coupling this together with so there's less single barrels put out <clears> for samples and then if you and then so the places that are able to get it usually are good whiskey places who are then also picking it. Okay. So those people have discerning palates. So if you can find an Elijah Craig single barrel pick, I recommend buying it. So based Same on as like Russell's or based on Evo what you're Bear. saying, is that established places who are not just trying to pump up their sales and get their name out or there, or just to have a single barrel pick, just to have say, a single barrel pick, to just right, just for the sake to do it, right? Then those are the the single barrels you know in your experience are the ones that you should be looking for. Your getting, favorites, Eagle Rare, 
Elijah get, Craig's up there. Getting an Elijah Craig single barrel pick is not easy to do. Like but you wouldn't want to get like a Starlight single barrel. I mean, you. I mean, that, that I wouldn't be getting one of those just just to get it. That's a shout at you, Steve Malloy. I straight tried from that Johnny. before buying that one, by the way. <laughs> just, <laughs> just straight from Johnny, the producer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so here's, but this is all good for us to take anybody who's going to buy a know, bottle of bourbon. But then you know Steve at Malloy, he's got a good palate. So he's true. not just picking trash. True, true. There you go. So then you can rely on him and anybody who hasn't gone down to the Naperville location to get that they, old elk weed. Did you bourbon. see that they moved it to the Glen Ellen one too? So, so you can get a Glen go. Ellen out. Glen Ellen, Naperville, Malloy's get that weeded bourbon. That's I got another one. Did you get so one? tasty. I'm going to go. I'm, now that's at Glen Ellen, I'm going to stop by there tomorrow. You Seriously. said you were going to get a case. They say I was going to buy six? Well, the, the, I said we were going to buy a case. Yeah, well, I got another one, so I got my two. You so got two? It's, right. either, I'm buying two it's either know the guy or, gore, or girl or... Understand that it's not something that's allowed to everybody, so that means there's less out there. So that means where the where they're where they're sending the less amount of samples out are going to places where they have got very good discerning talent. So it's discerning. Yeah, don't get it. From, a good lesson. Don't get it from a, a business or distillery that needs to uh, fake you. Agreed. There you go. This this is good for the everyday bourbon drinker who do, who doesn't want to get duped on buying an eighty dollars single barrel bottle would, just because. And I would it's say single if you have a question, send us a message. Hit us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram. We still got our uh, our email, right, Johnny? Yep, we do. Yeah, hit us up on the Shoot email. Us a message. We'll we'll get you. We'll get back so, to you right away. Info at Is, sippingsocialpodcast.com. That's good producing right there. Um, what do you think? This dude, this is really good. Really good. It's super smooth. The mouthfeel is an A plus to me. Um, it finishes so it finishes strong, but not in a punchy way. The flavor is the strong part. Um, yeah. And I'm for me, I gotta say I'm, I'm getting a lot of caramel. And sweet corn. I get a little uh like burnt apple. Uh I do get the caramel on the smell. I know and I get a little like uh I get a little creme brulee, but then like the spiciness isn't like on the back throat. It like it makes like the under part of my tongue and inside of my cheeks like tingle a little it's bit. It's really good. And that and that makes me want to take another sip. This is the best Elijah Craig I've ever had. Ooh! And so Garrett knows this. I'm a big fan of Heaven Hill, and um, at Social, our Manhattan rolls through a lot of Elijah Craig. Yeah. Um, Besides the toasted. I, so I don't know, John. I didn't that's think a one off. That. That's thought, a one off. That's I, a one off, right? Yeah. I apologize. That's, that's I probably an should, yeah. That's an exception. But as far as small batch goes, and I've had a couple single barrels. I had the old maize one. I had mm-hmm. another one from Common Good. And I think this is better than the maize one. This is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. I'm giving this a nine. Oh, is, is that good? And I, I'm assuming there's no more bottles of this available. This is the only one I've ever had. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to give this to you. I don't want it. I just want to have one more pour of this at some yeah, point in my lifetime. It. It's really good. Johnny, what do you got? I get this an eight and a half. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. Uh, I'm giving this an eight and a half as well, and I am scouring for more Elijah Craig single barrel picks. When you do that, can you just get me one too? Yeah, if I mean, it's available. Yeah, I mean, I could put out a, I could put out a post tonight, and we can bring in twelve new Elijah Craig single barrel picks. How about just one? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, the, I'm in for one. I don't want to commit to a dozen. The, the crazy that. part about this is like they when they come out they sell so fast. I got you. But people you are jump on it. People are buying like multiples at the time and are willing to like share. Okay. So, um, dude, that stuff's incredible. 
yeah, I, I probably have four Elijah Craig single barrel picks open in my barber hand. And you liking all of them, or I really do. What about where does this rank in there? Um, I'd have With, to, without, I'd, you'd I'd, have to revisit. Some? I'd have to do it blind, but okay. I would say, I mean, out of the four, I, I give it like top two. Cool. Man, that's that's tasty. I feel like you guys as a company, me personally, your best pick was that Eagle Rare. Which one? There's been a couple. Yeah, there's been two. Uh, the ones that I have with the eagle, like the eagle man on the back. Wait, oh, yeah, eagle so, man's uh, good. The cherry bomb. Yeah, the cherry bomb. But yeah. it, are, the ones has an eagle man. The other one's got like another. The G- Victory Isle Records. That's the same one, right? No, no, there's two, two different kinds. One was like a butterscotch one, and the other one was a cherry. Oh, I gotta look then. I thought they were both the same. No, they're no, different. that's why there's okay. two different they're, they're like on their the guy. opposite ends of the spectrum. We did that purposefully. It was one with the eagle. Yeah. That's the maze one, right? That's the cherry mm-hmm. bomb. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Which is hilarious. It's the eagle they're man both, they're laying both an delicious. egg. Like no, no male bird should be laying any eggs, but that's why it's funny. Laying a white deuce. I've got something for you. <laughs> Look at those long rates. Penis. This is good, man. Thanks for bringing this. Oh, for sure. I'm excited that, to, sh- I'm excited to show this you, stuff. I think, I think this stuff is, I think, oh, man. Dude, it's so good. I find myself, uh, this is why I need a bartender in my own bar in the basement, because I just keep pouring this, and I'm like, He's I like, got you. I need a guy. I need a bartender. Like, hey, you know what? I, I got you, bro. It's. Uh, I'll come over and I'll cut you off. Time to time to go to bed. I'll, I'll come over to your house, cut you off, and then drink your whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> and then Uber home. Um, what a great. Honestly, I, I this was a great podcast. I thought there was a lot of good restaurant information that we brought out. Um, Garrett, thanks for bringing on a great, great whiskey. Uh, everybody, based on Garrett's palate, and honestly, it's a proven palate. Check out Elijah Craig's single barrel picks if you come across them. Appreciate that. And uh, Eagle Rare, which is his top two that he's talking about. And I know we talk about that all the time, but just keep an eye out for him, right? Uh, some good les- lessons to learn from that that knowledge that he was dropping. We got Exile Brewing's Citrus Sky. Citrus Sky. Citrus Sky. Citrus Sky. Really tasty, hazy IPA, 6%. I thought it was tasty, um, and I'm excited to try some more of their stuff. You know what I didn't say about that? Huh. It's crushable. It is crushable, yeah. for sure. Dude, it's a it's a summertime hazy IPA that's 6%. We talked about lawnmower beers before. Like, yeah. That- that could be a lot more beer. For sure it can. On a hot day, I could see that, that going over really well. Yeah. Uh, everybody out there, drink responsibly. We uh, we really, really appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. Keep uh, sending us uh, stuff on social media, coming to the restaurant, and giving us uh, good ideas to talk about. And uh, in light of what's going on in the world where uh, there's some craziness going on uh, in Europe and uh Russia. Um, just thankful for the country we live in and the people that I get to be with and the fact that I can sit here and be free and not worry about anything crazy going on. And I appreciate you all. So everybody be good to each other. G, you got any last words? No, it's been a lot of fun. Johnny, you got any last words? FJB. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> John's never going to buy any Bardstown Bourbon <laughs> Company ever again. Oh, we didn't talk. Did we talk about that? Yes, we did. Yeah, it was JB's brother oh. who bought it. Okay. Yeah. So cool. But uh, everybody, be good to each other. We really appreciate you guys tuning tune into us in uh, the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll have another good podcast for you guys. We'll bring out some good whiskey and uh, some more. And we good might beer, have so. a fun special guest coming on. I'm not telling you guys about it yet, but oh, Garrett's keep just, an, keep an eye out. Nice, nice. I like it. Dropping teasers. All right, guys. Thanks for joining the Sipping Social podcast. Check us out on the uh, the uh, the social medias, and uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and our friends that support us. We could not do this without you. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us if you like this podcast. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout-out to Johnny Perona in Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Fifty has to be a blowout. We gotta get something like maybe have Jack and Nick on and just get wasted. Like strippers and stuff too. Or? How about we get a cake with a stripper? Have we done? So we did the ri- yeah, like uh, under siege style. <laughs> yeah, totally. So we've done Pappy fifteen and the old Rip ten. Have we done the twelve? I think we had the. We either took a picture of it. No, I don't know if we've done the lot B. We could do the lot B for that. We, we just have to do something. Or fifty has to. We gotta get fifty on our radar for doing something fucking awesome. That's the bottom line. All right, fine. We'll do a, We'll do an Eagle Rare seventeen or a. How about a Thomas H Handy Sanitarek or a GTS? Whatever, dude. Just something. Just something, something huge. A huge bottle, right? Yeah, big bottle. Fifty's gotta be. And we have to have a pretty pretty badass beer too, right? Yeah, I, I can already tell. We need to tap into our bottle waters. Right now, Johnny's producing. Mm. 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 We need to de loosen lips. <laughs> <laughs>